Welcome to STEAM State of Mind, your favorite source for all things STEAM education. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. STEAM State of Mind! Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a STEAM State of Mind. STEAM State of Mind! (laughs) Okay, coming to you from Kettering, I'm Carrie. And I'm Bern. And this is Steam State of Mind, and we have a super exciting guest today. Byrne, you want to introduce our guest? So our guest today is a businessman, a photographer, a Lego expert, and his name is Nick O'Donnell. So Nick, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit more, give us a little of your background, and how did you get into the Lego business? Uh, well, I, uh, my name is Nick O'Donnell. I own Dayton Brick Shop in Centerville, Ohio, and I also own a photography business called 808 Studios Photography. Uh, I've been doing the photography business for 25 years now. Wow. Mainly shoot weddings, uh, a little bit of portrait work, uh, events, all kinds of different things. Uh, but I started that when I was in high school. I've uh, been out of high school for 20-some years now. <laughs> And I've actually known Burn. He's been a, a personal friend of mine since his first year teaching uh, at Southdale. Um, and you are a Fairmont graduate. I am a correct? Fairmont yeah. graduate. Yes, proud Fairmont graduate. Awesome. All the way, made it all the way through Fairmont. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, started my photography career when I was at um, at Fairmont with Mr. Meyer. Uh, did his art photo one and two class and then started an art photo three class with him. Uh, and I've been doing photography ever since. And so um, my understanding is that Mr. Meyer kind of helped you get into the photography business. He did. So he recommended me to, I don't know if it was a friend of his, uh, but they were um, uh, the, the bride of this wedding that I photographed was a teacher there. I think she was a physical education teacher or something. Uh, she asked him if he knew any photographers. Uh, think that he didn't know any wedding photographers specifically, but they had seen some of the work that he had posted of mine. Um, there, were, there were clippings from newspapers that I was working for at the time when I was in high school. Uh, and I think that's how they found me. Uh, I, I remember very vividly uh, her stopping me in the hallway as I was walking from <laughs> one class to another uh, and, and thinking I was in trouble for something because I didn't know who she was. Uh, and she asked me if I was a photographer, if I photographed weddings, and I said, no, sure. I've never really <laughs> done one. You know, I've taken pictures at a wedding before. Uh, and, you know, that was... So, I mean, this all happened in high school, and that's so awesome. It did, that, and and it was neat to be able to to start what I really wanted to do with my life that early on. You know, I didn't feel like I had to go to college to get a secondary education or to get a degree in photography because I started doing it. And I was being paid to do it while I was in high school. And did you? So you and you and um, Tom started the photo art photo three class. At Fairmont, there were only two photography classes available. I was already really into photography because I had taken a, uh, I think it was called a print class at Van Buren in the eighth grade where they taught us silk screening and then they taught us how to print photos. 
in order to print the photos, we had to have negatives, so I had to go and actually take pictures, you know, at the time with my mom's little point-and-shoot camera, uh, <laughs> develop the film, go into the dark room, print the prints, you know, put them into the chemicals, and there was something very romantic about that, um, you know, the magic of it, you know, going into a chemical and changing and, you know, and then washing it and, and just being able to, you know, make something with your hands and be creative is just something I've always really enjoyed. I think that's part of the reason I like Lego so much, maybe. Um, but did that in eighth grade and then uh, uh, remember going up there, being really excited about it. Because at the time, the freshmen were all at Van Buren and KJH was junior right, high back yeah. then. Oh, so yeah. So then our, yeah, we had our ninth... 10, 11, 12 at yes, the high school. and it was 10, 11, 12. So when we moved up, it was just after they had done the first big renovation. We moved up. The ninth graders came with us. So I remember going to the oh. orientation night and, you know, taking a tour of the building and stuff and going into the photography uh, room because it was something I really wanted to see. Uh, and my parents, I was with my parents and they said, well, hi, Tom, how are you? <laughs> Cause they knew Tom Meyer from doing a lot of work with him down at the Dayton Arnest, a lot of on volunteer right. work. Yeah. They were uh, that mutual friend of his. Uh, and I thought, oh gosh, my parents know this guy, <laughs> this is going to be terrible. And you know, he's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm never going to do great in this class because he's always going to be looking over his shoulder at me. Uh, and it was actually quite the opposite, um, you know, I, I remember, you know, really having a connection with photography because he, you know, really pushed me to to learn it and uh, just, you know, pass down that love of learning and the history of it and, you know, certainly the magic of it and going into the dark room. Yeah, and he, was, he was an amazing teacher for sure. So you, you were doing steam education all the way back then. You just, didn't, you just didn't know it. You didn't realize it. And that's really cool. <laughs> it because, didn't have a name back then, maybe. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and so that is exactly. But look at how passionate it, you know, you already had that interest. But then being able to work the science part of the chemicals and being in the artwork of it and, you know, engineering these things. And, you know, I, I mean, all of that is involved in STEAM education. And basically, um, those experiences led you to what you know your passion and yet you're able to have those stem experiences even back then and that's awesome with fairmont fairmont has the career tech center now mm -hmm. that is um i think is the photography um division in that in the it's career not, tech or not it's but, not okay. but the, but they've expanded the photography program immensely there i, I believe they have an ib photography class now wow so wow. yeah the 25 years ago, 23, 4, 5 years ago that I graduated. At the time, it was in the South. It still is. It was in the South building, yep. I think. Still it still is, south yeah, okay. which is where the, the CTC, well, most of it, because yeah. we have a whole new building now with cosmetology and construction. So. Right. It's a fair amount with the STEAM education and these opportunities that allowed you to even, you know, go any further. And so you were going to ask a question. Well, what, I, what I'm really curious to know is, so how did you go from photo to Lego? Are two seemingly very different things. Uh, so during the pandemic, uh, the wedding business just really tanked. I mean, it went from, you know, very busy to absolutely nothing almost overnight. Um, you know, once the pandemic hit, Brides were really unsure about what was going on. 
you know, everybody wanted to postpone everything, not do it, you know, cut it down to a really tiny little thing in their backyard. Uh, the income just wasn't going to be there for me. Uh, Lego had always been, uh, you know, a little hobby of mine. It's something I'd always done uh, for myself. I, you know, buy a lot of sets that I'd enjoy and I'd take them apart and put them back in the box, uh, sell them on the internet. Uh, was able to uh, take the collection that I had amassed over maybe 15, 20 years uh, and start selling a lot of that. Uh, I had always had a little bit of um, online sales in the wintertime when photography slows down and you know not a lot of weddings going on in the wintertime. So it was kind of a little side gig for me. It was a little extra income in the wintertime and also something to do in the wintertime. Um, I'm also the vice president of Cincy Lug. We're a uh, Lego recognized, uh, what they call Lego user group uh, based out of Cincinnati. And we do giant displays. Uh, right now we have a, I think, 6,000, 7,000 square foot display at the Cincinnati Museum Center, wow. which we do oh, every oh Christmas. Gosh, that's so, cool. so it's something I've been really into for a long time and uh, had a huge collection and really, you know, a lot of this collection was sort of money in the bank. There were things that I was collecting to hold on to to maybe resell in the future. Uh, and during the pandemic, I sold probably 90-some percent of my collection because there was a huge demand for all of it at the time. Uh, Lego wasn't producing a lot. Um, all the factories were being shut down. Uh, a lot of the sets were really hard to get. Uh, and people were at home. They were bored. They wanted projects. They wanted something to do. Uh, so I put a lot of my sets on the internet and started selling them. We got really busy selling all the individual parts. Uh, we sell everything from, you know, one tiny little piece and, you know, a minifigure all the way up to giant sets and bulk parts and all that kind of stuff, uh, at the shop. Uh, so we were selling a lot of that locally, uh, had a gal that was working for me that was driving about a half hour every time she came in. So we decided that it would be better to move closer to where she was, um, that she'd be able to do the orders a lot more often, and found a space with uh, enough space that we were able to open up a retail store. Uh, we opened up a retail store in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> uh, which brave, people, brave soul, brave soul. yeah, <laughs> got a lot of eye rolls and, you know, questions on that one. Um, but, you know, we, we, we put our protocols in place with the masks and, uh, spent a lot of money on hand sanitizer and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, and we really just did a pop-up shop for the first probably three, four months, um, where we were just doing certain weekends. Um, so, you know, the flexibility of working around my full-time job of photography, because in the fall when we opened, we were sort of getting back into a few weddings. We, we, we were having a few more events. Uh, so I would have the weekends that were open where the weddings had canceled or maybe scheduled for next year uh, open. So then we would open up the shop, um, and it was... Very successful, to say the least, uh, for those weekends. Um, we moved forward in being able to just be open every Friday and Saturday. And now during the holidays here, we're going to be open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Oh, wow. um, That's awesome. That's great. So, yeah, yeah. and it, it was just me and uh, Jamie, uh, the, the shop manager at the time when we opened. Uh, we now have four other people, sorry, five other people that work with us. Um, 
So is there a Lego type of person or do you see just (laughs) all sorts of different people that, that are really kind of interested and fascinated with Lego? Well, I, Again, I don't know a whole lot about STEM, uh, but I see the people who like Lego into a lot of the STEM, uh, I don't know, maybe background ideas, things mm-hmm. things that are in STEM are the people that like Lego, I tend to see. They like something artistic. They like the engineering of it, especially with the Technic sets. There's a lot of engineering mm-hmm. and gears and motors and things. Um Robotics are real big with the Technic side of things. Um, And a lot of people like Lego just for the sheer fact of it's almost a 3D puzzle. So they like to take a pile of, you know, nothing, just a bunch of parts, and turn it into something beautiful like the Disney Castle or the Batmobile Tumblr or uh, a dump truck that's controlled with an app on your phone. Um, So we tend to see... You know, everybody from two, three, four-year-olds all the way up to grandparents and, you know, people in their 90s who really love Lego. And Coach Coach S is digging this, that I, all, I'm these, absolutely loving all these all people this. that are getting into steam through toys. That's I really know. awesome. It, it is. And, you know, well, we, the steam, Kettering Steam, purchased, you know, a bunch of Legos from Nick's shop, and that's how we kind of got this uh, podcast going here. But... Um, one of the things I also want to bring up is, you know, in STEAM education, we are really, really trying to, um, you know, before and the reason why we really want this in elementary is because it is um, proven. Um, and I just um, read another article about this, that girls, by the time they reach um, the sixth grade, um, they start getting away from any type of like STEAM career fields. And a lot of that is because they're not exposed and they're not excited and they're not interested or anything like that in the, those kind of things. And um, and it's not because they never had like a curiosity for it, but they've never had the opportunity and been the exposure of those fields. And that's why we really want to get this into the elementary more. And so have you noticed the Lego um, business or industry or whatever um, being more inclusive because when I was a kid, Legos and those building things were all for boys. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely have really noticed within the past five years, uh, the, the Lego group that I am a part of since lug, uh, that was all men for a really long time with a handful of women at the most, maybe two women and, you know, probably 30 guys. Uh, now it's nearly half and half. Um, oh, that's awesome. We're seeing a lot more female customers come in uh, of all ages at the shop looking for some of the bigger sets that would take more of a, I don't, I don't know, maybe an engineering brain to want to put together. Um, they're not just buying the Winnie the Pooh set or the Disney Castle they're buying, you know, the Batmobile Tumblr or they're buying the uh, Jeep Wrangler or something. Um, It's neat to see them want to engage in some of the other products and not be, you know, maybe pigeonholed into buying the cats and dogs and the little things that 
you know, might that be... That are stereotypically stere- yeah, for stereotypically female-driven sets. Right. But, but at the same time, um, Lego has been very responsive to this sort of move to be more inclusive because mm-hmm. it's okay if you like, you know, the the Disney princess castle or something like that. That's all right. Um, so they, it seems like they have become more inclusive too. When I, when you go to the store, you see all sorts of kits that might, um, might be of interest to, to girls. Sure. And, you know, and then there's some that, like you say, that it doesn't mean that they can't also build the Batmobile, but they, it does seem like the company itself has been responsive to this inclusivity it seems like there was a note written i believe to the i don't know if it was maybe the owner of the lego company uh but it's one of those things that floats around the internet that pops up every once in a while uh i believe it was about six seven years ago a five-year-old six-year-old girl wrote a letter and said why aren't there women in lego sets you know and and at the time, there were very, very few women minifigures. Minifigures are oh. what Lego calls the people. Sure. Um, so she wanted to buy a firefighter set, uh, or maybe a, a, a excuse me, a fire truck set, uh, but it had all male firefighters. Uh, maybe she wanted to buy a construction set, but it had all male construction people in the set. Uh, so she sort of called him out and said, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how come there aren't women in these other sets that are, you know, probably more male dominated roles in the real world. Uh, and Lego has done a really excellent job. And it's something that I've appreciated in my own collection as well, because when we do these huge displays, we are buying those smaller sets to get those minifigures and to add them to our displays in order to make those connections with the kids who might come and see our shows. So we are buying the Lego set of a fire truck to put in our displays because a five-year-old might be buying that set someday and make that connection of that he could maybe buy this set and someday turn it into something larger and more beautiful and more detailed like our big Lego displays that we do. So we're able to then take those female minifigures and put them in the city and make the city look more realistic. Rather than having a bunch of, you know, maybe potentially 200 male minifigures running around our city. Um, I've seen a lot of more recent sets. There's a, um, uh, excuse me, a hospital set that came out. Uh, Over half of the minifigures in there were women, and they had female doctors, not just female nurses. So they had male doctor, female doctor, you know, female nurse, male nurse. Uh, And then they had a family in there also that had just had a baby, came with one of their uh, latest and greatest little baby minifigures. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to see a baby minifigure. Oh comes gosh. in the uh, <laughs> comes with the backpack for the baby. That's a, the baby Bjorn <laughs> backpack thing, uh, as well. So, uh, just really neat to see Lego be more inclusive on mm-hmm. that side as well. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and they've also opened up um, uh, a whole line called Lego Friends, which are geared more towards younger ladies. Uh, most of them are buildings and uh, things that girls might be interested in, like maybe horseback riding or uh, vet centers. Uh, So it's easy for them to maybe make the connection of, you know, I built this Lego set and these are, you know, young women in the Lego set that are vets or they're going to own their own bakery or they're going to own their own 
uh, horse riding shop or something. So I think that's great for those young girls to make that connection that they don't all have to grow up and be, you know, a nurse or a teacher or, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with being a teacher. Right? So. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Um, so the other part that um, I think is really awesome of the things that you're saying is so interesting. The, the part about the imagination and the creativity and the art aspect of it that, you know, they just said the things that you're just explaining, you know, these kids using their imagination, because everything, everything is on, you know, like, okay, these kids turn on their telephone or, you know, their I call it a telephone. It's not even, you know, <laughs> telephone. But, you know, their um, smartphones and they're watching video. Everything is there for them. And Lego it's is handed uh, to them. Yes. It's just streamed right into their brain. Exactly. Yeah. And Lego gives that imagination, that creativity, that art, you know, and especially if you just hand them, you know, here, here's a bunch of Legos, Lego, go do it. And, you know, it's amazing what these kids have come up with. And because that's what I've been experiencing, too. And I just I was using um, a Lego set with one of the first grade teams and they you know, I just gave them general guidelines and they were like, cause, um, and the teacher was like, okay, well, we got to kind of tell them what to do. I was like, no, we don't just let them go let and them let's go. see what they do. And oh my God, it was so cool. And then when they explain it, so their verbal communication of explaining, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why did you do this? And it was just amazing. They had a reason and a purpose for everything. And it all came from their imagination and creativity. And I think that also opens up problem-solving skills. Lego goes together a certain way. If you want to make something, you have to have it built correctly to stand tall or to look like a plane or to look like a Star Wars ship. If you don't build it properly, when you pick it up, it's going to fall apart. So there's a lot of problem-solving skills in there with the creativity aspect of it. Um, I have three young boys myself. Uh, I get them a Lego set every time I possibly can because if they're not playing with Lego or they're not maybe outside in the yard playing with a dog, they're on their iPad or they're on their Nintendo Switch. And them just being fed all of that stuff from a computer screen is not making them any brighter, in my (laughs) opinion. Uh, You know... Fortnite is great for entertainment and maybe learning a little hand-eye coordination, uh, but it it does nothing, I think, for them to learn problem-solving skills and engineering and and just be creative. Um, I love them getting these Lego sets and them uh, falling apart and breaking or them dropping them because then they have to create something else out of it or it ends up in a tub that's full of you know, uh, just bulk, what we call bulk at the shop, uh, but just, you know, a giant tub filled of random Lego that they'll, uh, you know, dump some out and just sit and create something. Create, yeah. uh, and that's what I always loved about it as a kid. Uh, my parents, uh, I was part of three kids. Um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for a really long time. Uh, my my dad was a sole income. We didn't have a lot of money. Um, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of Lego when I was a kid. Uh, it was very expensive then. It's still not real cheap now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, I remember getting a giant tub of Lego one, I think it was for a birthday, maybe for Christmas or something. 
uh, that I think my mom got at a garage sale. And all it was is just a bunch of parts. You know, I'm sure they were somewhat sets at one point or another. Uh, but I didn't have any instructions to anything. And I used to create out of it all the time. And I'd enjoy building this airplane or building this boat or house or whatever I made. And I'd tear it apart and dump them back in there and create something else out of it. Um, and, you know, so so hearing you two with the conversations that, that you're having right now. So photography and Lego isn't so far apart because the way you're describing what you're creating is kind of similar to how you described how passionate you were about, you know, the dark room and, and creating and, and, you know, taking that kind of blank piece of paper, putting it in the chemicals and creating something. So I guess maybe it's not so far apart from, from that first passion of yours. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, it, it seems so far apart, you know, Maybe what a, um, uh, you know, an, a worldly profession of photographer would be versus a, you know, a hobby or uh, uh, I guess I'd say uh, the, the other thing that I used to do with my life, it was, you know, I, I was working to be a photographer and I always thought Lego was just a hobby or right. a thing I right. just enjoyed right. doing. Uh, and I guess now maybe I'm seeing the connection now of, yeah. of why I do like it so much Absolutely. is the creativity and aspect. My goodness, Legos are popular for, you know, I mean, that you've, <laughs> you've shown that through the building of a hugely successful business. So that's really cool. Yeah, I, it, it, Lego was something I always liked as a kid. Uh, in the Lego community, we call it our dark ages, uh, which is usually that time between, you know, like middle school and high school, maybe college, <laughs> uh, where it's maybe not cool to be playing with Lego. Uh, but you know, it's something that a lot of people liked as a kid and they come back to it when they get older. Uh, and Lego has really brought them back to it with a lot of these new sets that they're putting right. out. Uh, one of their most popular lines right now is called ideas. Uh, that is stems from everything from a tree house that was, uh, and all the ideas sets are all created by Lego fans and then turned into real Lego sets by the Lego company. Oh, wow. Uh, the first one they ever did, I think, was a, a satellite. Or oh, I, I think wow. it was the satellite that flew all the way to Saturn and took pictures of Saturn. Um, uh, the fourth or fifth one was the uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> uh, one of the more popular ones was uh, the Steamboat Willie set, which was... Uh, uh, Mickey Mouse's first uh, cartoon, mm -hmm. uh, and and as you pushed that along, the uh, smokestacks went up and down like it did oh, in the real cool. movie oh, wow. or in, in the real cartoon. Uh, there's a giant treehouse that's part of that. Um, the um, the TV show Friends, uh, the the sitcom Friends, uh, they did the Central Perk, oh, the, yeah. the coffee shop yeah, with all those. Shop. Uh, they've now turned into a, they have a Lego uh, Friends line now where they've made another set of their apartment from Friends. So, uh, I mean, Seinfeld is one of those sets. It, it, it's amazing, like how they have taken um, people's interests and their, you know, things that they are involved in in their life and now they're making them into, hey, you can build a Lego set about this. Yeah. And, and we don't, we never know you know, like what event in our life is going to change our lives? 
and so um, one of the things that we were taught that I was talking about with some third grade students because we were building gliders and stuff like that. They're engineering their own gliders. Um, is the the Wright brothers? You know, in Dayton, Ohio, um, we have um, the thing that sparked their interest was when their father came home one day when I think one was the age of seven, the other one was age eleven, and you know those little helicopter things that you spin your hand oh sure you oh, know yeah. and it spins and it goes flying up in the air that was a toy that he gave those boys and they loved that toy and they were so curious and wondered like how does that work and how can we do it that is what sparked their interest into investigating flying and doing all they would engineer these things when they were a young kid and do different things and so that one event you know I mean, look, we're flying, you know, that one event, yeah. we don't know. Never you know, knew that. That toy that, you know, when you got that gift as the Legos, guess what? Look how that impacted your life now. Sure. Mr. Meyer giving you that opportunity to, you know, photograph and, and that eighth grade experience of working with the chemicals and seeing all that gave you that. And that is what steam edge, what and we try to do. And that's the steam mindset. <laughs> and that is the steam mindset. Sure. So and one last question for do. you, Nick. And this has nothing to do with steam. Well, maybe it does, but are, how, how are you with, are you having um, inventory issues and things like that? Like so many different um, <laughs> Is the Pope are? Catholic? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that answers Is my question. Is the sky blue? I, we are. Uh, thankfully, because we're a small business uh, and, and the nature of the, the business, the way that we do things, uh, we're able to work a little more nimbly. I'm not necessarily waiting for that ship out in the Indian Ocean to right. arrive. Um, we knew that this was going to be an issue back in the spring. Uh, from the wedding side of business, the wedding business that I had, uh, I could see brides not wanting to schedule things while we were still in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, I knew that we weren't scheduling weddings a lot in 2021 and, and we're having issues scheduling them for 2022 uh, because people, I think, are just still a little leery of having a large group. Uh, so we started purchasing back in uh, April, May, uh, to make sure that we had enough stock for the holiday season. Um, I have been to Walmart, Target, pretty much all of the big box stores around where I live down in Westchester and up here in Dayton. And I'm seeing empty shelves everywhere. Uh, we have more stock at our store than we've ever had, maybe double the amount of stock that we've normally carry um, at this time of year. So if you need your Lego sets, you need to go to Dayton Brick Shop, right? <laughs> yes, they all do. Right. It's a great place. Yes. It's fun. Yeah. Awesome. So much fun. We sell new sets. We sell minifigs. We sell parts. Uh, we sell everything you could want around the Lego uh, hobby. Uh, we also do birthdays in our community room. Uh, we have a free build day coming up. I think it's December 11th and sorry, December 9th and December 11th. Uh, we're doing a free build day where they can come in and build a snowman or reindeer ornament. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, we have lots of things that we're doing for the community. I, the, the, thing that we just announced yesterday, we're doing a, a toy and clothing drive for Hope's Closet down in Westchester. 
they run a, a nonprofit that supports foster children and foster families. Uh, so we're doing a toy and clothing drive for them. If you make a donation, you get a ticket that's entered into a raffle drawing for, I think it's $750 with the Christmas sets. Nice. So Very customers can come empathy. in, make a donation, and uh, maybe win something for uh, for doing it. Awesome. And I'm going to figure out some way to start talking about minifigs in my everyday conversation. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Great, Thank you, Nick. Great stuff. Yeah. And I hijacked... Coach S's question for today, because I was curious, I wanted to get your take on, so we've we've heard Nick talk about Lego sets and Lego pieces and parts, so how does the Lego business and maybe hobby fit into STEAM education? We kind of talked about that a little bit, but... So, and Nick really answered a lot of that, you know, the question, I mean... If you think about everything that he talked about, it is the STEAM state of mind. You know, using your creativity, problem solving, engineering, using your, you know, like even even when you're talking about, you know, that satellite that went to Saturn, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, what was that satellite's name? And I can't think of it right now yet. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, it exposes them to, you know, different um, careers and different things. Um and so uh, Legos, what I really love about Legos is you dump a pile of Legos in front of a kindergarten student, a third grade student or whatever. They are so excited to get their hands on and start engineering. And you integrate that into, um, if our, here's an example, something I'm going to be doing with some kindergarten students is um, just before the holidays, we're doing um, the gingerbread man. Okay. And so... How can we prevent the ginger man, gingerbread man from getting eaten? And so what they're doing is they have to, one of the classes they wanted to engineer a bridge to get across the river. Mm -hmm. And so they have to use the Legos to, you know, engineer a bridge to get across the river. So the gingerbread man can get across the bridge and not get stuck. And the other one is they're going to, they want to make a platform build a, you know, to get the, so the gingerbread man can get a pie and so he can hide or whatever from the, it's, it's just, these are just some creative ideas that these students can do. And also what else is really great about it is that it is inclusive, right? You know, Legos is for everybody. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. And so I think that that is when we're really trying to get, especially the girls in, um, the elementary exposed to these steam careers and engineering and all of that stuff or whatever, you know, Legos is a great way to get that done. So, I mean, really the whole thing about Lego is that they already, they have a steam state of mind. Right. And Nick definitely <laughs> shared all of that, even in his personal life, right. all the way to how he started both of his businesses. And, you know, it's that passion and that interest and that, you know, it was inspiring listening to you. And Burn, when you talk about exposure and being exposed to those things that maybe would spark interest, um, I, I remember at a very young age, uh, I, I was going through the Catholic schools. Um, all of my friends were at the Catholic schools and all. Uh, they went to Alter. I went to Fairmont. I feel 
very blessed. I think that was a big turning point in my life to be able to go into the public school system and be exposed to photography and, and what, you know, back then wasn't called STEM, but, you know, the creativity side of things of photography and art and the arts and going through... Uh, I did Illusion Show Choir while I was there. Uh, uh, oh, the, yeah. The plays and all the things. A lot of that, most of it was not available at Alter. It was not available at the private schools. I feel very blessed to be exposed to it because I would not have been exposed to it there. They didn't even offer it. And it's something that I'm, you know, very passionate about now and certainly doing with my life. Uh, but it's because I was exposed to it while I was at Fairmont. Um you know, now, Alter is a great school. No, yeah, I'm so not absolutely, Alter is a great <laughs> well, and, school. And Alter's probably a very different high school than it was 25 years ago. It certainly yes. is. Definitely. Definitely. But, but I understand what you're saying. What you're saying is that the that exposure, that those opportunities the that opportunity you were for given, the exposure, you know, yeah, was changed life your life. Yeah. And that is what we are trying. And, and Alter's doing this, and all the Catholic schools are doing this, too. We are trying to get that into the elementary more where they're exposed to all these um, different opportunities that focus on these different, um, you know, engineering and STEAM careers, because that's the future. So, that is the mindset we need to adopt. Correct? Yes, it is. Right. And we are. So, all right. Well, thank you again, Nick. Thank it you. Thanks, appreciate Nick. It was great talking here. with you. you. Yeah. All right. So. Thank you for being here, and hopefully um, you, everybody, we're getting into the holiday season, and so hopefully the holiday season will be good for everybody. And Carrie, thank you very much for Absolutely. doing this. And be sure you check out the Dayton Brick Shop out in Centerville. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.